Hey, thanks for joining us. This is DCAF with the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I'm Taylor. This is Mark. We are back for another week. Um, I think last week's podcast might have been one that it's got more favorite. attention. Um, I'd like to thank everyone who offered to help me date and gave me a lot of unsolicited tips. But you, I, but you I need, need all the tips. You need, need every single tip all about dating. the help dating. that I can get. Yeah. Um, we're over here this week. Um, we'll notice we're not in our office, and that is where we will start. If you want to start the clock on topic one. Our office is right there, though. Yes. <laughs> they can't see, but no, okay. Yeah, ready? Um, Go. So we're starting the clock for topic one. Our office is right across the street, and today we are at the Dream Hotel. Um, where they they just built this hotel what a couple of months ago, and I've become I think it was, I think it was like a year I've or a been, year and a half. Okay, well, it feels like it's just recently, but I've become obsessed with the coffee shop over here, and um, it's not the only part of the hotel I'm obsessed with. They've got bars, restaurants, the rooms are beautiful, everything is great, and it's just right across the street from us, which is incredible. Incredible. I mean, this they, they literally have 47 bars. I mean, I, I'm using literally I mean, wrong when like I say that, but four. But yeah, no, I think there's I think there's like six. Well, there's a hidden bar downstairs. <laughs> Then there's this coffee shop and there's a restaurant right across from us, another bar right across from us on the main floor. And it's really cool because everyone talks about how Nashville is becoming a, a much cooler city. Um, but this hotel, there's one here and there's one in New York. Okay, I didn't know there was one in New York. Yeah, there's, okay. there's two of them. And um, the Chainsmokers played at their opening weekend. And well, that sounds lame. <laughs> I thought it sounded pretty cool. <laughs> but it just goes to show that Nashville really is growing and doing great things and bringing um, really cool businesses here. They are, and I think one of the cool things is like, uh, we, me and you had a walk around here before, and yes. all their bars are and coffee shops are very distinct from each other. It's That's not, what it's, I love. yeah, because you like, you know, they put like, it's like, oh, you have three bars in the hotel. It's like, well, they all look exactly the same. Who cares? They're just on different floors. Right. Like here, they have, I mean, they literally have these four right around us, and every single one has this different feel to it, which I think is cool. Yes, I really like um, this. This coffee shop is very clean sharp edges very minimalist but you go into the restaurant and it's very it, it looks like a new york kind of kitchen restaurant it with does. a big skylight you go across there and it's almost like a mad men kind of loungy theme they've got the secret bar down in the alley i mean if you're ever in downtown nashville and we're surrounded i will say we're surrounded by really cool places really cool a million coffee shops, a million coffee shops. when i started here i started here six years ago yeah and there must have been maybe two coffee shops in walking distance there was don's and then like dunkin donuts I mean, there has to be, I mean, there has to be 15 now, well, right? So I moved here a year ago and right before I moved here, Mark sent me a text and said, the day you start work, I just found the most amazing coffee place. And the day you start work, we are going to get coffee at this place. And you know, it was something that I wasn't really used to either. Where I used to work, there was like maybe one or two places within walking distance. But you now, in Alabama, so everything's worse than yeah, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Right? Specifically whatever, the football. Whatever, whatever, roll tide. Um, <laughs> But I've since moving to Nashville even, this place is open, a place like right down the street is open. I mean, we're kind of in a, in a really cool city and a really cool part of the city. And I just wish, we'll talk about this in a second, but I just wish that our elected officials would realize um, how cool this really is and that we don't need to pay people to come here. That's right, yeah, people should wanna come here. And again, like we have some of the coolest, I think we have some of the coolest coffee shops in the country. Like When we talk about what's downtown, the restaurants, maybe not as good as some other parts of the city, but the downtown coffee shops are incredible. And there's so many different ones. So you should come to Dream, you should get the lavender vanilla latte. Or this, my first decaf coffee, it's decaf, so I ordered decaf coffee. Espresso. Okay, and that's, that's right. Nope, minutes. stop, stop talking, and, go. And so <laughs> as we have talked about, 
as I just said, people shouldn't have, national elected officials should not have to pay people to come here. And that's the second thing we want to talk about is we got word this week that Nashville, Metro Nashville's debt has more than doubled the state of Tennessee's debt. Yeah, $4.5 billion to $2 billion, I think is what it is. It's yeah. a little bit ridiculous. And so we're in this situation now of all this growth is happening in Nashville and people are saying, oh, well, we're getting a soccer team and Amazon's coming and all these yeah. things. But at what cost? <laughs> I mean, all our money. A That's literally like cost. all our money plus four and a half billion dollars. I mean, how embarrassing is it that our city, just the city of Nashville, has doubled the debt of the entire state of Tennessee? And, and the problem is that our elected officials don't seem to understand that this is actually a problem. They're like, oh, no, no, we have money. It's growing and stuff. Well, you keep spending more than we're bringing in by a lot. So that doesn't work. You can't treat tax money like a credit card and just say, oh, I'll pay it off later. I'll do, pay not it later. Like, do not tell the city government that. Yes. Well, I <laughs> the, will the, tell the, the, the city government. Government, if you're listening, you're doing it wrong. Very, very wrong. You can't, you can't just treat our tax dollars like. And and I know it's it is true that revenue will keep rolling in and keep rolling oh, in. Oh yeah. But you can't say, well, because within ten years we'll pay off this present debt, we're just going to spend more money. Like that's just not how it goes. Do, do you think? And here's the here's the issue that I think I have the biggest problem with is that we're bringing in a lot of money right now. This is I think it's the most that the city has collected and mm -hmm. somehow we're still overspending. What happens when we have a rainy day? I mean, I, I I'm, I'm not an economist, but they're talking about a potential recession maybe in the next couple of years. It's all over Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if that's true. And I mean, I don't think anybody knows, but the thing right. is at some point we're gonna have, it's gonna slow down here. Obviously. And with the governments don't have enough discipline to be able to balance budget when we're bringing in tons and tons of money, how are they gonna do when we're not? Because then these programs are already there. Guess what? You can't tell Amazon, oh, oh, by the way, give us this uh, $50 million back. No, like, we need it back. We can't, we can't do that. That's not it's how, impossible. like, it's entitlement illegal. giving works. You can't just say, give it back. And Wait, as you know, I like what you just said. We should call corporate welfare an entitlement program because that's what it is. It, it really, really is. is. But it's entitlement for the rich, not for everybody. You wanna talk about entitlement. It's, it's kind of sickening. It's, yeah. I mean, it's very sickening to, to think that there are people, I mean, there are children who need good education. There are teachers who need pay raises. There, we talk about this. We all need the 180. Time. I think we're 180 police officers short of what we okay. need for the city. That's so what they said. Yeah. We need to be safe, but by all means, let's have a soccer team and a massive soccer stadium that no one needs. First of all, soccer stupid. Agree. Secondly, this team is really well stupid. No, well, I don't think that that's relevant. But I mean, this—I hate soccer more than anybody. But I mean, I, but I'll still fight against the football stadium. We should not be funding the Titan Stadium. The Predators—I don't know how we're giving them any money. I don't get it. They are making so much money hand over fist, and I think we negotiated the deal to make it a little better. But we should not be giving them one cent of our money. I mean, I'm almost to the point where if you can't beat them, join them. So, hey, City of Nashville, if you want to bankroll my shopping problem, feel free. Yep. I'm I, in. Or, or if you want to do a lot of jazz stuff around the city, I'll pay I'm for into that. Okay. Okay. Next topic. Um, while we're talking, I'm doing well with this, by the really way. I know. Well. I'm, on, I'm on top of it. While we're on the topic of things that outrage us, Mark and I talk a lot about why why people feel like if you don't agree with them on their political beliefs, then you hate them as a person. And just today, there was an article that came out. Megan Rapinoe, that's her name, right? The I don't know. It's either Rapinoe or Rapinoe or whatever. Um, she plays on the U.S. women's soccer team, and she's kind of a beast. I really think she's, the she's best player one of the team. best yeah, athletes yeah, yeah. I've ever seen, period. And it's cool hair. And she has amazing <coughs> hair. I mean, if I, if Mark would let me have pink hair and still think I To be clear, I don't care. If I, you, do whatever you want. So she, we heard it here. She can have pink hair. So if she doesn't wear it, that's her fault. Next week, I'll have pink hair. <laughs> Perfect. But she came out just recently and said that she doesn't understand how her parents can be huge fans of her and who she is, but still watch Fox News and, and still Trump. vote for Trump. And she thought that her parents would have progressed by now. But 
in fairness to the story, I don't think you're telling the whole story, is that she also still loves them and still talks to them. Yes. And, and she made these comments sure. about that, but even despite she is the most anti-Trump person maybe sure. in the country right now. And it sounds like her parents are very Republican conservative and voted for Trump. And she doesn't understand why they are the way they are. Um, but she still talks to but, him. And they're still, and they're still very, very close. Yes. Yeah, well, I know. You like made it sound bad, well, though. Well, I don't know if you, and I will say, reading the, reading at the beginning of the article, I'm like, why is this woman saying that just because her parents don't agree with her on her political beliefs that they need to go to therapy? That really was upsetting to me. Yeah. But... To her credit, she does say, I love my parents, I care about them, I disagree with what they say, but I do, my parents and I have a very close relationship, and yep. I think that we can do that. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as, my mom and I agree on a lot of things, but we don't agree on everything. She hates the majority of the things that I wear, I think. But, and, and people you date, but she's <laughs> probably right about that. Back to my dating life. Um, but even though we disagree on a lot of things, we're really close and we talk every single day. But I still wouldn't say you need to go to therapy because you disagree with me. I think that's a little strong. In fairness, I think it was taken out of context. I think it was kind of a joke. I mean, because we, so. we, we, we didn't hear what was behind I it. I mean, and, I really like her, so I hope that was a joke. Well, yeah, I'm not a big fan of her personally. But the thing is, if you look at what she said in the rest of the thing, it seemed like she was kidding. I mean, she's like, look, I still love them. I still respect them. I just don't understand. And, and that's part of what we need to get as a country. It's like... I don't understand why people vote the way they do or why socialism is apparently popular now. I don't understand that at all. But it doesn't mean I don't respect those people. It's like I can, I can say I don't understand where you're coming from. I'll argue about it in a polite way, but I still like you personally. And, like, and I'm still willing to talk about it. I think the idea that, oh, let's not talk about politics because it's going to make people mad, that's a function of people not being able to have a real conversation. It's immature. I remember I was a junior in college interning in D.C. and I said to someone, like, oh, yeah, you know, I really only hang out with like people who agree with me on politics and he said that's a really bad way to do things because you're never going to meet really interesting people and you're that's never right. going to learn how to talk to people and disagree with people and so now you know my friends are all over the political spectrum and when we're, we are talking about politics we're able to be civil and when we're not it's okay too I would notice I have a lot more friends that are liberal than I realized after I posted my last my last uh, Trump thing, and people were very. Yeah, if you're curious where Mark's friends stand on the political spectrum, very far left. Post. Very far left. Speaking of Facebook, so we're starting a new thing where we will um, kind of crowdsource some topics that we want to talk about in our last segment. This past week, the topic that we crowdsourced was. I, Okay, I'll say this. I'll start by saying this. I say a lot of things that Mark doesn't really understand. I'm obviously very Southern. He's obviously very not. not, and, not. So, <laughs> and so I say a lot of things that he doesn't understand. And so when we crowdsourced on Facebook, what are people's favorite Southern idioms? Southern idioms. I don't, she doesn't think I'll understand many. I don't understand some, but I think I might know more than you think. I don't think, think you're going to so, get these. So, now, so explain say, how the game's going to okay, work. Okay, so I, first of all, there were a few that I got via text message and via Facebook that we would need to do an unrated episode. Oh, I to, like that. Unrated. To uh, to go over these. So I left those that's, off. That's in the special list. features DVD. Yeah, we'll, for, we'll have for, to put those on the special features because there were some that made me blush a little bit. But um, and, and I didn't see any of these before. Mark did not see any of these. And so what I'm going to do is I picked my favorite five and I'm going to ask him what he thinks they mean. And these are idioms that I have said before that have been said to me and I obviously grew up 28 years knowing what these mean. Mark is... We, we'll see if I know what they mean and, and you'll tell me if I'm right clue. you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, okay. After I laugh. So right. let's start. What's the Number first one? Number one, referring to someone as being knee-high to a grasshopper. Surely you have heard knee, this. I have heard this. Knee-high to a grasshopper. Does that mean like very young or inexperienced or something? <laughs> not, no. not that. <laughs> Think of... Um, Think more of um, me and being very sure. knee high. That makes sense. Well, I said young. That's kind of the same thing. Okay. Give, give me, give me partial credit. Okay, you get partial <laughs> okay, credit for that. Fifty okay, percent okay. on that one. Okay, this is my favorite one because I tend to say it a lot. Saying that your eyeballs are floating. 
Does that mean you're really busy with work? No, no. but that's a really good guess. That's though. A, it's like so much stuff. No, your, your, your eyeballs are floating. You doing this doesn't help me. I don't know what that means, though. It means that you really need to go to the bathroom. You oh, are running on a full tank. That's super gross. Okay. Well, I just thought it was really funny. Well, no, that is funny. That, that, that that's a grosser that one than I expect. Really okay, one. so I'm over two. Over two. Um, okay, so this, three. Is, this is one that someone said to me um, when I was a kid. You could eat corn through a picket fence. Eat corn through a picket fence. Does that mean that you just that you'll get food no matter what. Like if there's food inside, no, you'll get to really it. No, these are really good guesses. Okay. That's incorrect. Uh -huh. no, these are really good guesses. No, it means that you desperately need braces. Oh <laughs> gosh. Okay, that, that one makes that one makes sense. That one, I really like that one. Okay, okay thirty this seconds. Is, two this more. This is one that Justin's wife Kara sent me. If I had my druthers. Oh, I know what that one means. Like if, if I could do. If it was up to me. Yes. I do know that one. There we go. I had my druthers, I'd wear pajamas yeah, yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. One out of four. Okay, one for four. Okay, so this last one, that dog won't hunt. Oh, I think I know what that means. Um, does that mean like even though they're supposed to be able to do something, they're, they're not very good at that? Or that's, or or that's like, not in their real house? Or it's just not it's like, it, it was close. I think I'll, not in their I'll real house. Like, kind of, two and, just, and a half out of two and a half out of five. Two and a half out of five. That's 50%. Right. We'll, we'll be generous on his score. There were a lot more on our Facebook. If you want to see I feel like if people like this, we should make this a daily segment. Because I feel I, like there's I, so many Southern idioms. There are so many Southern idioms, but there's a lot of other things that we want to talk about. But there are things that you want to hear us talk yeah. about. I get texts every single week saying, why don't you talk that. about this? I doubt that. Just about anything. Oh my gosh, I'm very popular, Mark, uh -huh. please. In your own mind, you are super popular. Anyway, but we, we really do want to hear from you guys. This this segment came out of um, crowdsourcing and hearing what people wanted to hear, as did the dating segment last week. And and so we're we're starting to grow, and we're starting to hear more from you guys, and we want to know what you want to hear us talk about politically and, and culturally. Yeah, I think like if you have questions, you put on our Facebook. We're actually putting an email address out soon. We're like, if you have a question you want to hear us talk about, say you may be embarrassed to talk, I don't know what this thing is in politics, or even if you're like, I didn't understand what you were talking about last week, please explain it better. Or We're like, down. what's your? Why do you like Nickelback so much? We'll talk about whatever. No I mean, gonna, that people say that. No one's gonna. People want to hear about Nickelback. Nickelback a lot. You'd be shocked. And, Justin, and by people, I mean me. Well, Justin's <laughs> gonna host with me coming soon, and we're gonna talk about good music, so everybody well, can get excited for that, and I'll Ju share my Spotify playlist. I feel like Justin's works. been really hammered though, because a lot of our overcaffeinated guests have liked Nickelback, and it's really, really hurt him a lot. This is not Nickelback for life. This is upsetting. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Please ignore everything Mark has to say. As Talk usual. to us on Facebook, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.